Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Pete. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Unbusy Podcast. It's the show for self-employed people who want more time. Who want to be time rich. Who want to do meaningful work and be productive. While letting the busy go. Who want to enjoy their work days. And sometimes just go skiing on Wednesday afternoons. Or just take Fridays off. Self-employed people who want to spend their time where it matters. This is the Unbusy Podcast. Hey, Pete, how are you this morning? Your day busy, unbusy? Mostly unbusy. Thank goodness. In fact, uh, we talked off air about having a kind of a meh day so far. Everything's been kind of meh. Yeah. But this podcast recording is my, my one bright, shining star. The only thing on my calendar today. And so, therefore, unbusy, therefore, feeling good. How about you? How's your day going? Busy or unbusy? Uh, it's pretty unbusy. I have like just uh, one client today, had a mastermind. Um, yeah, looking forward to our recording here. So it's not, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, not too busy. Um, pretty like unbusy. That. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's medium busy. It's busy car. <laughs> right, uh, we need like a medium uh, temperature busy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Meh, meh. Meh, busy. Yeah, you can hear that tone of voice and just know that we're both like, ah, all right, that's fine. I know. It's not you terrible. You guys, this podcast awesome. is going to be great. <laughs> I know. Everybody's already like, wow. This good wow, yeah. <laughs> but no, you know what? Leave. This is the reality. This is the reality of like, some days are meh and some days are awesome. And at least you have like biz friends that I, we were talking off air again about like, yeah, I was looking forward to this, even though we're both kind of, it's one of those days. Yeah. Oh, speaking of reality, you see what I did right there? You see that transition? Mm. That's why they pay mm-hmm. me the big bucks. Segway. Podcaster land. Yeah, Segway. Speaking of reality, we are here today to talk about reality versus myths. And more specifically on this idea of time, on work, on balance, work-life balance, and all of the things for self-employed people and entrepreneurs and small business owners and yada, yada, the people that are listening to this show. So we have a few, and we have not told each other. Rain and I have not discussed our, our, our myths, quote, unquote. I don't know if mine are actually myths per se, but myths, misconceptions, ideas that we take for granted in our culture, in our society, that may or may not actually ring true. For, for people like us. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you go first. Why don't you hit us with the first one and let's just dive in and then we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So the very first one that I was thinking about, and I was thinking about this a little bit from the perspective of things that we, I find with my clients that we're thinking going into doing our own thing or self-employment. And then we figure out like, uh, I don't know about this. Okay. So the first one that came to me is that you quit your job and start your own thing and all your family is asking you about it all the time. <laughs> they don't actually know what you do, but they do like they care about you, right? They want to know how it's going. And everyone's measurement for success, including our own, is often, did I replace my W-2 salary? Like that is the, the yardstick. And I, I don't think that that's the real measure for success. Hmm. That is true. That's, that's our default, Right. Like it's it something is. people don't really think a lot about when they start their – I mean, they think a lot about their money when they start their own business. But that's kind of like the default, right? I either have to replace right. my W-2 income before I quit or that's like the goal. All right. So, Marina, what would be some of the – if somebody came to you six months in and be like, yeah, I'm still like 80% of my W-2 salary or whatever and that's all I'm hustling for, what would what would the alternative be? What would Or some alternatives – with an S. Yeah. Well, I like to think that most of us go into this with the idea that we want to support ourselves and, you know, maybe like become wealthy, be able to be generous. Like, like there's all those financial goals, but also there's like more to it than that. We want to enjoy the work we're doing. We want to do work we feel like is meaningful instead of going to like 40 meetings a week. We want to spend more time with our kids uh, when they get home from school because we're not commuting. Um, We want to like, there's all this other stuff. And so I I just like the idea of 
I mean, the reality is sometimes it takes a while, especially if you quit a really good job, <laughs> like to replace that salary. And I think it yeah. can give you this sense of failure all the time when you're not also yeah. seeing like, <laughs> yeah, like, man, my household is calmer. Like, you know, I'm, I'm spending more quality time with my spouse. I'm enjoying my days. We're not going to be homeless. Like I know that financial stress is a real thing, but I'm just saying like, I think if you know you can at least meet your responsibilities, but you haven't replaced that, that there's just like, it's like a bouquet of flowers. Like there's so many other things that yeah. can signify being successful. Freedom for me personally. Oh you mentioned quitting, yeah. quitting good jobs. I had like the perfect job. <laughs> I worked like four <laughs> or five hours a week. I got salary and benefits. I was getting raises every year in corporate accounting, and I had my CPA license and yada, yada. What I did not have was freedom, freedom over how I spend my time. And yeah. it's not that I didn't have any free time. I had some free time. It's not that I worked like 80 hours a week because I didn't anymore. Like I said, I, I didn't I worked like four hours a week, but I had to be there and I had to commute. Right. And that wasn't an option. I, I, ah, that was frustrating to me. And I've told you off air, like I, I'm stressed about money right now just because the current like environment it's for my down. own business. And yeah, it's up yeah. and down. I, I traded stresses, right? I traded the financial, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I traded the freedom stress for the financial stress when I quit my own job and started my own business. And part of that wasn't my fault. Like I got laid off from a job and that's how this happened. But I, I can honestly say that I appreciate the freedom more. Right. As long as I'm making like some money, as long as the stress isn't literally like I got to live on the street. Right. Which for those people, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's a different, different level. Um, it is. Mine, mine's freedom. Uh, do you want to go? You want to go on the next one? Or are you coming on that oh, one? Oh, no, you're up. I want to hear one of your myths since we didn't tell each other beforehand. Okay. Mine is probably a really obvious one, but I wanted to weigh in on it again. Okay. And it's time to talk about Kim Kardashian. You know who Kim Kardashian <laughs> is. Just be honest with me. I know you follow her every move. I would like to oh, read a she, quote. Besties. We're besties. Uh, this is from <laughs> an article in Variety. Variety is that a magazine or a website? I don't even know. I'm such a little uh, on this stuff. No, I think it's a magazine. I don't know. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, so this article came out this last week, as in literally two days ago, I think, or yesterday, from Kim Kardashian. Here we go. Ready? Quote. Okay. I have the best advice for women in business. Ooh. Kim Kardashian says, quote, get your effing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Unquote. Get your butt up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. So <laughs> there's a few there's a few things in this statement that I would comment yeah, on, but for, for the sake of but for the sake of the unbusy podcast, I would like to focus on just one, and that would be this idea of success, work harder. You want to find success, work harder. Mm-hmm. Working harder is the yardstick, not yardstick, is the determining factor of success. Like I said, this is an obvious one. I think most of the people who listen to this have already discovered that's not necessarily true. Hard work does not necessarily mean success. It definitely doesn't guarantee success. Raina, your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, hang on. Time out. Pause. Wait, pause. Speaking of Kim Kardashian, my cat is in my ceiling. Oh, no. Spying on me. And never mind. This was off topic and no one actually cares. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just distracted (laughs) because my cat was literally in my ceiling crawling around on some pipes. As I'm recording, looking at me like I'm an idiot. Okay, I'm sorry. Kim Kardashian, thoughts? Yeah. What you got? Okay, so the idea of working harder. So first of all, there's two different things, right? There's doing work, like working hard, like meaning it feels like hard work to do it. And there's just like number of hours. You know, like if I just Mm -hmm. put in more hours, then this will be successful. And man... That one, I think, is a real fallacy because um, if we put in more hours, it looks like we're doing more stuff. So then people give us more credit. It's like if we fail, that means it's not our fault because we're working all these hours. And there's been so many studies that we as humans have like, I don't know, four to six hours, maybe, maybe in us of like really focused, concentrated 
you know, mental work. I'm talking about kind of like knowledge workers, like what many of our listeners probably are. And after that, it's like a game of diminishing returns, you know? And so this idea that if you just work harder and put in more hours and time will guarantee success, I think it only guarantees burnout. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I had I had two thoughts on this. Number one being, oh crap, I just forgot what both of them were. It's a stupid cat. Tell me, <laughs> cat took all my ideas right out of my head. It's like squirrel, uh, cat, <laughs> squirrel, cat in the ceiling. Pete lost all of his topic ideas. Um, no, I I really did forget. I'm losing it now. I should have written these down. Okay, all right, that's okay. We'll just move on to one of my myths, and if it comes back to you, we'll bring it. Oh wait, no, sorry, no, we're going. Oh. Come back. <laughs> working harder there's two things number one i feel like people who read that quote and people who are early on in their entrepreneurial journey no matter what you do i think it's really easy to read that accept it as truth and then just fill in the hours even if you've already gotten the important things done even if you're yeah like yeah you're doing the right things. You're doing the right things, either by accident or you actually intentionally made plans and you're you're doing <laughs> the hard right. work. But you read this advice and you think, I got to work more. And then sometimes you fill that time with, honestly, like more email or more admin work yep. or little side yep. things that might not move the needle that much. And then that leads me to my second point, which thank Callie. That's the name of my cat. Thank Callie, I remember. <laughs> and that is, I just forgot it again. Oh, I remember. Okay. At what cost? Right? Work harder. Yeah. That's fine. I did this for a number of years. When I first started doing even blog, I worked 40, 50, 60 hours a week. At what cost? There is a cost to that. Emotional. Yeah. You mentioned burnout. That's an obvious one. But also your family, time spent with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, with your parents, yeah. your aging parents. For that matter, like there's going to be a cost for everything. And I think that's not necessarily combating the myth, but I think people need to think through what they're giving up by getting off their butt, quote unquote, and working harder and just adding on the hours and adding on the hours. Even if it's doing the right things, even if it's actually contributing to business success or whatever, there's always going to be a cost regardless. Yeah. My cat's on the floor now, so I'm good. <laughs> what you're talking about is is intentional choice, which is way freaking more empowering um, because there are there are seasons like you were just saying in the beginning of Do You Even Blog, there were 60 hour weeks. And I will tell you, like I have times I call them sprints where I do work more than 40 hours a week. Like I remember when I was my website was getting built and I had deadlines because people were helping me and all the copy needed to be done. Like I put in way more hours, you know, in those couple, two or three weeks than I usually do. Um, but I kind of looked at it as like, you're making the choice, like this is a season or this is a thing, or this is a project. And I am not going to go to, like, I'm going to tell my daughter, I will not be picking you up from school this week. That's going to be your dad. Uh, I'm going to tell my friends, like, I'm not going to see you this week. Um, you know, like, you know, it's, you make it a conscious choice and then yeah. it feels more like, uh, you have some control. I think that feeling of overwhelm comes when you feel like you have no control, and so kind of just committing to it and saying, this is the thing right now. And this is what, this is the cost I'm willing to pay. Have you heard that quote, decide what you want, then decide what it's going to cost you. And you're if you're willing, willing to pay yeah. it. Yeah. yeah it, that's what you're talking about. So. Yeah, I like that. All right. What's next? Okay. What's, what's next? What you got? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, oh, so my next one is you will get to a place where it feels okay to take time off. Like that will just happen and you'll know when uh, it is. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is magnormous. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you when think that you, ever happens? When you get to a place? No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no, it's made <laughs> up. It's a made up thing. It is. It is. And yeah. I want, actually, you know what? I have an idea here. This is for everybody not listening to this podcast. As in, we have like, creators and entrepreneurs and coaches and real estate agents and and people like that who listen to this show, probably self-employed, at least some form of self-employment. I think for the opposite people, people who have no intention of starting their own business or their side hustle working for themselves at all. I think for those people, 
there does come a point, maybe it's like traditional retirement or whatnot, when they are kind of crossing the fence. They're jumping over the fence, so to speak. By the way, I don't think they have all it planned out. I think this is why people who conventionally retire at age 60 or 65 or whatever, they might experience like crisis at this point, right? Like, what do I do in my time? What do I do in my life? Uh, right. And all this yeah. stuff. You hear about these things. Uh, yeah, I think totally. this, I think that fence happens a lot. It looks a lot different for people like us, right? Now that we're in this for ourselves, that it means something different. It means like, oh, I'm going to work and work and work until my business looks like this. And then I'm going to transition. Like I have control over my fence. I've said it. Maybe it's age 40. Maybe it's a metric. Like when my business gets to seven figures, I'm going to hire these two people and I'm going to spend more time here. I'm going to take more vacations. I'm going to take more time off. I'm going to go to yoga class. Yeah, anything. Go to yoga class. I don't think it ever (laughs) fully manifests itself. That's the myth, right? That's the question you ask. It is. I eventually came back to it. Well, no, it is. I, like what you just said, I think it's like you have to just decide to do it. I think everyone feels like, like how many, I don't know, have you seen that meme that it's like being an adult is always saying, is every two weeks saying, oh, in another two weeks, things will slow down. <laughs> like that's, and then you just start the cycle over again every two weeks. And yeah. I think that's the same thing in businesses. We keep, just keep thinking there'll be like, yeah, we'll reach X goal. But then we just move the, uh, what do you call it? Move, not the finish line. What's the, what's the word? The guidepost. I, I can't think of like, but you I know like how you just line. say like, oh, when I, yeah, when I get to here, I'm going to do, I'll start going for walks every day at lunch or I'll start taking lunch or I'll start, yeah, I'll take a vacation. And that, that goalpost just always gets moved. So my point with busting this myth is you won't ever get there. You just have to decide it's now. <laughs> like, otherwise it'll never happen. Yeah. We have to build a business and life of intention now. Mm-hmm. Now. And uh, we're going to, I swear, we're, we're going to do, <laughs> right, I'm pretty sure just headbutted her microphone or something. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not editing yeah. this out, by the way. This is thing. Yeah. This is prime time podcasting okay. here. What's your next, um, what's your I, next I, met, myth? Oh, well, give me one more second. Um, okay. The other, the other thing that we'll talk about, I think in a separate episode at some point is memento mori, which will, mm, we'll, yeah. I'll tease it for now. But the point is like, you could get hit by a bus next week. Not that I want that. You could. Not that it's likely to happen, but it's it, it's good, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. this is this is the argument for a ton of books in the last twenty years, right? Like <laughs> yeah. sh- shying away from traditional retirement at age sixty or sixty five, and instead pursuing financial independence, retiring early, working for yourself, starting your own business, side hustle, or whatever. So you can have more time now. So you can take more vacations now, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is related to that. By the way, I don't fully buy into that like 100%, but there, there's a part of that that I think is true, and I think that's what we're talking about here. We're hinting at the fact that it is a myth that you will magically be able to change your habits and your personalities and your life overnight. When some milestone or metric or finish line actually happens. And so therefore, I think what you're saying is go ahead and build that into your work now. Build that into your week now, into your lifestyle, into your business, and that sort of thing. Okay. I just I just want to bring up Memento Moria and like tease that a little bit. Because you're gonna get you're gonna die from COVID next week. No, that's terrible. That's an awful thing to say. But the that's that's kind of the truth, right? Like you never know. What's going to happen? And by the way, not just death. I know that's stupid. And I shouldn't have said that. But your your you could your spouse could lose a job, or you could lose a job. Yeah. Or something else could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And this makes There's a never great segue. Oh, okay. There's never a good time. <laughs> that's actually the best way to put it. Not any of that stupid stuff I just said about people dying. <laughs> the ideal time is not coming. It's not yes. coming. <laughs> it's already here, and it's now. It's already here. Um. Okay, segue. Uh, I'm not on my podcast. I now ruined. Today. I've now <laughs> talked about our audience dying, and I've lost my train of thought to my cat several times. This is not. not okay, and I'm just gonna move on. So I was. Gonna, I had a okay. nice segue. 
by the way, and I, I ruined it. I know. So segue aside, my next myth is this. Jobs are safe and secure and risk-free. Oh, I love this Now, one. I know not all of us are 100% self-employed, but <laughs> whatever work you're doing, I'm going to argue whether it's a W-2, whether you're a nurse or an accountant, or you're a blogger full-time or whatever that happens to be, it's not safe and secure. In fact, you don't actually know what's going to happen. And I think the good news, the silver lining of the coronavirus pandemic, if there was a silver lining, there's a few of them, I think, would be helping all of us, all of us realize that we do take things for granted, including our time and including our work. People being laid off, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. I, I just want to throw that out there. It is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But man, it's not a security thing. And yeah. I think planning with a degree of flexibility or having an emergency fund or these sorts of things are going to help us. Are you, are you still there? Your video stopped. Oh, you're there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I could not agree with you more about this. Um in that, so a good example of this, um, I don't know if I've spoken about it so far on this podcast, but my husband, who had a really good job, uh, quit in July. He, you know, after two years of managing his team through the pandemic without a lot of corporate support in his particular role and company, he was just, it was, he was done, uh, ready to move on to something else. So he quit in July and um, we, he's now on a, we call it his pie sabbatical because he has been perfecting his pie baking skills. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, the pie sabbatical. We had to name it somehow because people were like, oh, what is he doing? And so we we came up with the name. Anyway, it's funny how people feel, other people feel the need to know, like to put a label on what you're doing. That's like another myth we could go with. But my whole point here is that he quit in July with, we had no plan. I mean, I have my business and we had savings to live on so that we kind of knew we weren't going to be homeless. But it was just at a point where he was like, this is, mental health is more important, right? And then he had also never gotten to like be the primary parent household person. And, you know, our daughter's, she's getting older every year. (laughs) You know, that opportunity is, is starting to pass by. So he quit in July with no plan. Of course, I mean, we had a plan, but you know what I mean? No job lined up and people were freaking out. Like, you know, just, I mean, they were congratulating him, but they were like, oh, dude, you're leaving a secure job. Last week, a guy in his equivalent position, right? They were colleagues at the same level in the company, called him up and said, dude, I got laid off. What are you doing? Like, how are you? Because my husband is looking for other work now. That oh So he's like started that. But, but same position. So that could have been like, he could have just waited around and been miserable for another six months. And his position could have been eliminated too. Um, I, like, who knows? And I just put that out there as like the example of yeah. it's, yeah, it's just not as, I think people look at what, like what you and I do building your own thing as risky. And there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of like, there's so many things, right. But at least you get to be a little in charge of them. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Uh, I got two other things. And before I, where my cat distracts me, I want to mention my dad and I want to mention affiliate marketing just really quick. So I I just wanted to share this. I haven't shared this on my own podcast, but I don't think he would care. My father lost his job during the 2008-ish recession Mm -hmm. here in the United States. He'd been working at this job for over, I don't know, over 30 years, maybe even 40 years, 35, 40 years, something like that. And he was in his, I don't know, how old is my dad? I don't even know. Uh, He was in his like late 50s. What are you going to do? Right? Like you're... 58 years old and he just got laid off and no, like lucky for him. He has a little bit of a pension and he's, he's retired now. And we ended up fine, by the way, my mom didn't have a job at that time, but, and she ended up having to go take one, right? It's just this idea that they grew up with. That's nice and safe and secure. I've been here 40 years. Sorry. Now you got to figure out something, which is depressing. Last thing. And then, then we can move on. Um, I was just reading a blog post. In fact, I still have it open in my Chrome browser. It's from my friend Matt. It's called Death to Affiliate Marketing. If you don't know what affiliate marketing is, you don't really need to for this conversation. 
but it's one of my income streams as an online business owner. Affiliate marketing. I recommend other products. Um, I recommend other software tools, other companies, physical products, and they pay me a very small commission for referring people to them. Well, more and more over the past like two years, a lot of these companies are scrapping their affiliate programs. They are changing their rates. Anybody heard of Amazon.com? I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's run by this dude named Jeffrey Bezos. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They used to pay pretty well for creators like myself to refer people to Amazon. And over the years, that's dwindled and dwindled. My friend Matt, who wrote this blog post I'm reading right now, he lost out on $170,000 last year due to Amazon cutting all their rates. He, he had wow. no control over that. He had no say over that. He's making yeah. like great money from his business. He's going on. And then Amazon makes an announcement. And that year, he makes $170,000 less. He wasn't making millions yeah. either. That's like a significant chunk of his income. Yeah. And our realtor, we were talking with the other day. He was like, yeah, 2020 was like, I can't even tell you how crazy it was for me as a real estate agent. Because inventory dried up in our area and like all these different yeah. things. I think... The, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. I don't really know where I was going with that. Other than the fact that risk is not necessarily what yeah. we think it is. Yeah, it's everywhere. I think what you're alluding to is that it does not matter which thing we choose, whether that's self-employed, whether that's W-2 employment because we love the company and job we have, whatever that is, it's just not risk-free. And it's the myth is that you can make a risk-free choice in one of these. And the reality is like, life life is kind of risky every day sucks to think about that but it's it's true so you might as well choose the risks that make you happiest overall thank you so much for putting a bow on that because i had no idea how to wrap it up that was great you might as well (laughs) after i said that i was like ooh, i think that was kind of profound that was good (laughs) yeah yeah think about risk differently and that that frees up some some uh some space to make a different decision, yeah. whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like yeah. that. All right. You want to go next? I think it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, oh man, I'm realizing that some of we've touched on my next two, uh, I'm going to put these out there, but I feel like we've already touched on them as we've talked through the first ones. So just see if you have anything to add. Okay. Then my next two combined one is being busy means you're giving it your all. And when I say busy, I mean like your time is spent. It, it, it means it reassures you and other people you are really in this to win it if you're really busy. And then my other one is time off. You're lazy if you take your time off before you've hit your goals. Oh, my God. Like if you're not there yet. There's so much in there <laughs> I want to talk about. I know. I know. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. You- yeah. Yeah. Go <laughs> I like how Raina. You, you had this uh, list. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> you had this look on your face like, oh, yeah. Like, I could, like, you can't see him, but Pete was like putting his hands up to his brain, like, you know, the little head exploding, exploding emoji. And so I was like, that's why I was like, oh, there's something here. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 was, I was actually taking some notes. I just summed it up like this Busy is a good use of your time, being lazy is not. That's what I wrote down, the, mm-hmm. the two myths that you threw out there. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out how funny it was in my head when Raina was like, I don't know if you want to like expand on these further or whatever. I was like, you, you know me? <laughs> like I, I, I just literally <laughs> start <laughs> talking and not stop for the next 37 minutes. Um, oh my gosh. The thing that I felt the most when I quit my job and then immediately got laid off from my startup job and then I had to do this full-time, right? Self-employment full-time. Those first six months were people asking me all the time, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like I needed to be doing more and making more active things. And eventually I had do you even blog this like six months later, I I kind of decided to do this full time, try and make it work full time. And then what happened? I felt so much more comfortable when people asked me that because now I could say, oh, I'm busy now. I have this thing that I'm working on. Yeah. Where the six yeah. months in between, I was just like, 
uh, I'm being judged. I didn't actually think that at the time. I felt bad. I was like, oh, I got to find something to do with my time. Yeah. I got to find something to do with my time because it's our culture, right? It's our society. Busy, good. Pots Not busy, bad. bad. What are you doing? You should be working That's more. Where it came you from. should be doing all this other stuff. Uh, last thing I'll say that I want to hear your thoughts. I've told you this before too. Last year, we bought a house and I love it. And now I have my own yard. And so Yay. I can like cut my grass. And I had to plant grass, right? I've never planted grass before. <laughs> uh, we just had a mud pit though. Like, cause the house was renovated and I don't know if they just like drove trucks all over or what, but it was just like, it was just yeah. mud and dirt and trash, yeah. right? And so I had to like create a yard from scratch and I spent a lot of time on this and I enjoyed it. I loved it. But it meant I was outside at like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, just pulling weeds, <laughs> water, working on the grass. And <laughs> yeah. I think if I look, I'm going to be a little ageist here. I think if I looked like I was 65 years old, no one would have said anything. But oh, yeah. I look like I'm in my 30s and 40s. People were looking right. at me funny and I mean, and actually saying things to me like my sweet neighbor, who's amazing. By the way, I, I love her to death, but she was like, are you, do you not work? Those are the exact words <laughs> that I got a few times. Like, do you not work? And I wanted to weeding say- Weeding is not working? I'm weeding here, lady. This is work. My back is freaking <laughs> killing me. Are you kidding me? Look at me right now. No. I get what they mean though, right? Like, are yeah, you making yeah, good, like, totally. who's this? Uh, yeah. Being judged, right? We get judged when we're on vacation, which is the stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. We get judged. When we're not working 40 plus hours a week as entrepreneurs. Um, what are your thoughts? I want to hear them. Well, I was just thinking people, it's like people need to decide um, if we are, if they can judge us as worthy, productive citizens. <laughs> like, is this a person? Because we kind of equate that with like, we know what that looks like. We can kind of, I think it makes, um, I mean, that's where freaking stereotypes come from, right? It makes us feel safer because we feel like we can kind of figure this person out and and understand like who they are and what they do. And it, when people can't do that, when they can't just say, oh yeah, he's an accountant, she's a nurse. It, it's a little bit like, you know, feels like sand going through their hands. Like, so what is this person? What do they, like, we all have this need to try and, I mean, that was where like, jokingly when I said pie sabbatical, but I mean, people would just ask my husband, like, so what are you doing? My husband's like, well, whatever I want to, but, you know, like all the things, like there's tons of things, right? Everyone's day, if you have a day off, like there's never a time when your day won't fill with things. Just kind of depends on if you decide to make them intentionally or not. But yeah, people feel this need. I I certainly have felt that before. Um, Ooh, you want me to brag and tell my time rich metaphor? I've Go for it. Before. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. So I have a friend who I will call L, like in Stranger Things, L. L. Except this friend's older. And this friend, L, happens to be super rich, like money rich, like from a financial perspective. I won't okay. say what this person did, but they made a lot of money and they are retired now. I don't know how old they are, but definitely in the 40s. Not old, not traditional yeah. retirement, super rich, right? This person, I think, has a couple of houses. They don't flaunt it at all. The only reason I know that is because I'm friends. And this person is literally just like, hey, come stay anytime. Yeah. You want to take our cabin? Hey, whenever you want. You and the wife. Just let me know. And they drive a completely normal car. They wear normal clothes. They maybe travel a lot. This person travels a lot. And I think what I'm getting at here is – the more time I spend with L, the more I'm just impressed with how they just don't care what other people think of them at all. And I think some people might assume that they're poor because of the car they drive. I think some other people might realize they travel and think they are like uber wealthy and super rich. This person just does not care at all. They just don't care. They just like whenever you talk about money to this person, it's just like, what? I don't. <laughs> I don't care. They just chuckle and laugh. Like, you think I'm poor? I don't care. You think I'm super rich? Yeah. I don't really care. This is not something that phases me They're whatsoever. Comfortable. It never They're crosses comfortable my themselves. mind. They're comfortable yeah. with themselves. And I shared this with you a couple of months ago. I feel like I'm that rich with time now. And it took a long time to uh-huh. get here. But my neighbor asking yeah. me, what the hell are you doing at 
11 a.m. on a Tuesday when I'm out weeding my yard, I don't care yeah. anymore. I'm just – and when people judge me when I'm at the coffee shop or when I go run errands – oh, yesterday. I was at the dentist office, and they were like, what time can you come in? Like, if it's outside of 9 to 5, like, it's going to be a couple of months because we're super busy. We're trying to schedule your dental appointment. And I was like, no, nah, I come whenever. And I could feel this idea in their head as they looked at me like, you can come Are whenever. you a loser? Yes. <laughs> you like Are you a loser? Work? <laughs> Are you yeah. fun employed? Are you homeless? <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. uber wealthy? I don't care what it was. And at this point, I've gotten to a point where I'm like my friend L, except for with time. I'm just like, I can come whenever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. It doesn't face <laughs> me I love anymore. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. comfortable That's- with the choices you've made that built a life where you can tell your dentist you can come whenever they need you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it my so, turn? You want to go? Keep going? Oh, no. no well, mean? that's a perfect segue. You just made me a oh. segue. Can I use this? Oh, podcaster. <laughs> One of us. Fantastic. <laughs> well, because what you're talking about is flexibility versus availability. What I mean by this is, so I think on the other end of people thinking you should be doing other stuff, there are also those people, I think, that we have in our lives who, when you quit your job to do your own thing, they then assume that you can do all the things otherwise. Like, like you're not really working. Your work isn't really real. Like what you do isn't really real. So like you can be the one to, you know, Oh, can you pick up? Like, can you do an extra carpool this week? Uh, this is for all the moms, (laughs) you know, because you don't really work like you don't really. And, or like, um, actually I have a friend who she is, self-employed, but her husband is not. And he just assumes that she will still take care of all like the household stuff. Um, because like, Oh, well, what is she really doing during the day? Like he doesn't totally, I mean, they have a good relationship, but like, this is a sore point. Like, cause he doesn't totally understand that. Like, no, she's, she is, she's doing productive things. So I think the difference is there's flexibility, right? Like you needed to see the dentist because you got a problem with your tooth and it needs to get fixed. And so you have a lot of flexibility to be able, because this is an important thing to make time for it. That is different than being available for everyone else's priorities all the time. You know, that's a good one. Yeah. You have me to be vulnerable for a second. So I've actually struggled a little bit of, with a little bit of this in my marriage. So my wife works Mm -hmm. and my kids are gone all day and I'm at home. Like I'm just chilling. I I could be cleaning. (laughs) I could, I should be cleaning. And, I uh, I did one thing good and I've done one thing bad um, when it comes to my marriage and my work and this idea of flexibility and availability. The one thing I did yeah. well, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. This is going to sound <laughs> terrible. I told my wife so years ago, I told my wife years ago, before I quit my accounting job, I don't want to be a full-time dad. I already had kids at this point. I don't want to be a full-time okay. dad. It's not that I don't love my kids. I have to like defend myself now, right? right. People are like, <gasps> no, I don't want to be a full-time parent. Any of us who have kids usually get this. <laughs> this is true. But anybody else is, yeah, yeah. Anybody who has a parent yeah, probably no. like, I, I feel you. <laughs> you can love them and dad. also not want to be with them 24 hours a day. That's right. And I told my wife as much. And she, she was totally on board, right? Oh, she, she understood. Okay right away and she's kind of yeah. the same way she likes working yeah. she likes her job she's a teacher and yeah. that i did right i did good and so when it when the time came to start to even blog i i my wife is extremely supportive and like yes okay you go to the coffee shop because at that point all the kids were at home and she was at home they go to the coffee shop and work yeah. that's fine right and there's something else i did not do well which was that's exactly what you said, right? Especially once my wife started working, I I do a lot of the chores. I do a lot of the household stuff. I do cook dinner. I uh, do groceries. I I mean I do all things at this point. And somewhere along the way, I realized like I'm actually doing a little bit too much of this. And it wasn't my wife's fault at all. It it was it was me. Right. I hadn't made boundaries clear. Or talked about that at all. And I was continually saying yes to things. And by the way, not 
again, my wife had nothing to do with this. She's totally in the clear. But also, uh, like family and my mother-in-law and even my parents, even though we don't live in Georgia anymore, it was all these other people that were like, oh, well, now since you work at home, why don't you do this? Why don't you come do this? Can you do this? Can you do that? I, I was slipping back into exactly what you said. I was like, well, that I guess I guess I am the one to do these these things now because I do have that availability. And it took me a while to kind of figure out like, actually, yes, I can say no to some of these things as I work out like availability versus flexibility. So I, I don't have it all figured out, but I just want to say I like this yeah. myth. It is a myth. Yeah. Well, and I think there's often that we can see like, oh, this will be because we care about our families and our friends and our kids and our spouse and their, you know, also like their, I kind of hate the phrase work-life balance, but you know, that's kind of what we're talking about there. I know, I know. And it's funny, like I still use it because I think people instantly know what you're talking about, even though I think there's lots of myths attached to it. But anyway, um, oh, darn it. Now, what was I? Oh, I think there's this idea though that we kind of, Oddly enough, I didn't want to interrupt you, but a random cat did walk past out my back window, which I have never seen before. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Anyway, (laughs) um, but I think we kind of have this sense that like we care about all these people in our lives and some things might be easier for us because we don't need anyone else's permission. You know, we're we have some control over our days and our schedules. And so it's easier for people to ask us than you know, have to ask someone who needs someone else's buy-in or weigh-in or, you know, and, but the problem is like, like you just said, you, you kind of keep saying yes. And then all of a sudden you realize your day is filled with all these things that are not building your business. Um, and after a while that can kind of take a toll, um, stress-wise, business-wise, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to hear my last myth? Last myth. Yeah. Actually, could you talk about cats for like five seconds? I'm going to get a tissue. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You know how we usually, we name these things. Uh, This one's, we may have to have cat somewhere in the title. Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) So, yeah. I'd be interested to know, um, too, some of these myths are... I think they're getting questioned a lot more around during COVID times. I was just saying, I think some of these myths we're talking about, everyone is questioning them more around just with the last two years. I think everyone has, it's gotten in much sharper focus. Like what's most important here and what choices do we want to make? Even if you have a job. Uh Oh, are you there? Oh, yep. Yep. Are you? Okay. Out for a second. So, oh, sorry. I want to hear your last myth. Okay. So it's a little negative. It's a little negative Nancy. I'm not going to lie. Mm. By the way, why is it got to be negative Nancy? Negative Neil. There we go. <laughs> That's more politically correct. <laughs> and I don't have a, a great way to say this, so I'm just going to blather about it for a second. The myth, I think, is we're doing okay with our time. We meaning society, our cultures, we're doing okay with our time, with our busyness, with our smartphones, with our social medias and TikToks and the way that we spend our time each and every day, whether it's work or free time. We're not okay. I, this is, this is opinionated. I'm telling you, this is a little negative. I think we're going to end on a rant people. No, this is a rant for sure. Uh, I think we as humans all across the world at the moment, we are just struggling to catch up with the technology that has been thrown our way. I, again, I'm holding my phone in my hand right now on TikTok and social, like everything. I said, I throw TikTok under the bus, but you know, Facebook for the past like couple of decades and everything else, interruptions to our life, notifications, email, like all these things. You actually actually recommended me a book on email and how it wasn't really supposed to be like this, right? What do we do to ourselves? I I think this all the time. What did we do to ourselves? We are addicted to our phones. We are. I don't care what you say. We are. That, I feel like, is pretty well accepted. I don't think it's okay. I think it's actually doing way more harm than good to our mental health, 
then we realize again this is just this is just my opinion i don't have any like data throwing this uh supporting this right now but this idea of busy is okay laziness is not working hard is okay the kim kardashian quote getting off your butt that's okay but not spending more time with your kids picking up your daughter from school working on your lawn going to a coffee shop just to relax on a friday or whatever it happens to be that's not okay like i think that's the myth i think no we're not okay i think we need to take intentional actions in our own lives with our phones with our email with our schedules with our work life balance like i don't think we're doing okay i think i mean we as in society in general right i don't think we're doing okay i think we need to take a step back and like try and figure out why we feel the way we do right i don't know what do you think oh and what you're saying is i think it gets even more intense when you run your own business or you're self-employed because what you're talking about is kind of the the overload and stimulus that's coming in And then also there's, it feels like, I I don't know about you, but we were just talking about feeling, you know, kind of the, the wanting to serve like your family and your loved ones. Well, I think there's this need to feel that we need to respond to all this incoming data, you know, like all the things. Yeah. There's just this need to respond. And especially when it feels like to build your business, that this is part of what you're supposed to be doing. And it's, I don't know, for me, that ends up sucking a lot of the joy out of other things is feeling this need to almost be in like two places at once, like an online presence and a real life presence. They're like different things. And I feel the pull between the two of them. Um, figuring that out when you have more time to devote to either one. I mean, that's that's a whole other choice. No. Yeah. That's all I got. Does, does remind me of that. Do you have any more? No, that's that was all the ones that I thought of this morning. I know there's more out there, but those were those were the ones that came to mind quickly that I have thought of myself and experienced myself or worked on with clients. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, 46 minutes in. Yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and sign off? So that's fun. All right. Uh, thank you for, for taking the time to think about that beforehand, whereas I did not. I, I just kind of came up with mine. Just before we recorded, uh, those were really good. I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. Uh, without further it's ado, nice to talk about things. Oh, sorry. But- no, I was just rambling. I thought I was going to sign off, but apparently not. What do we got? <laughs> well, no, I was just like, oh, I was just going to say it was fun to talk about these because I feel like they're the crap that I'm thinking sometimes as a person that works for myself, and I'm like, surely everybody else realizes like some of this is like not how you thought it would be or how other people thought it would be. So it's just nice to talk about that. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. Actually, I, was- no, I got one more thing. Yeah. I got one more thing. <laughs> this has always been a, I'm not going to say a superpower of mine because I don't actually think it's that, but it's always been present in my brain. This idea of being a contrarian and or a rebel and or questioning things i've always been very good at this this has always been natural to me to (laughs) if i'm being really honest question authority and question (laughs) status quos that's actually the bigger one i'm not i don't i I, I respond okay to authority i loved all my bosses in corporate america that part was fine but this idea of questioning the status quo and questioning what everybody else thinks and what everybody else says Mm -hmm. i should do whether that's with my work or business or time or parenting or whatever, I've always been really quick to question that sort of stuff. And I think if I had one wish for everybody, it would be to at least have a little bit of that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying be more like me, but I do think it's healthy in some way to have a little bit of time, whether it's like all the time, like yours truly, or maybe it's just like, once or twice a week, having a, uh, a meeting with yourself to look at your business or your life and then really intentionally ask some questions about, am I doing what I should be doing? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Has my definition yeah. of success changed? Like all these different things. This, this idea of asking yourself questions to, yeah. 
examine the status quo, to examine assumptions and see if you have any of your own myths that you have been telling yourself and you didn't even realize it, right? I, I think it's a, I think it's a good exercise for all of us, especially those in, in self-employment. So there you go. That's my last thought. I liked it. That was a good Pete nugget. <laughs> Pete nuggets. Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> and nuggets. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. That was a good Pete nugget. Yeah, you're right. All right, Raina. Uh, Raina nuggets. Uh, I got nothing. It's weird. It doesn't have the same uh, ring. It doesn't have the same no. ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? This is off topic, but I like having a name with only one syllable. It just makes me happy. Uh, Pete. Just one syllable. Short, sweet, punchy. Yeah. Okay. That's all. <laughs> this podcast Thank is taking a guys. strange turn. Yeah. All know, right. I well, like, like, leave now. Leave now before Pete yes. and I don't cut ourselves off at an appropriate time. <laughs> right. And I'm not editing out the last eight and a half minutes. Um, I will I will sign up now though. So ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And that's all I got. I will see you all next time. Raina, over to you. Sign off. Right. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Hey Raina, why don't we serve advertisements or sponsors on this podcast? Mm, because we didn't want to do it? Oh, uh, yeah. But isn't there a way for our listeners to show that they enjoyed the Unbusy Podcast? There is. There's actually two ways. Mm, go on. So first, they can head to our website, unbusypodcast.com, and buy us a coffee. There's a little button that'll let them donate any amount of money just to show some love and fuel our caffeine addiction. Oh, yeah. I love caffeine. All right, what else? They can also head to their podcast app of choice, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 and leave us an honest rating and review. I like that. That'll make us super happy to read. Oh, yep. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbusy Podcast. We hope you took away some nuggets. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye, Bye, y'all.